you're listening to the Four Sides Podcast. And don't forget to tell all your little baby dork-ass friends to listen to the Four Sides Podcast, too. Otherwise, Warhorse is going to rule your ass. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Four Sides Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb Carter. Thanks for tuning in with us today. So we were supposed to have this episode a little while back, but we had some scheduling conflicts, but we got them here right now. We got the sex god of Amphi Underground. We got Mr. Zach with us. How you doing, Zach? Good. How are you, man? Doing great. Doing great. You're on the road right now? On the road, man. Coming back. Ah, got any good shows going on this weekend? Uh, no, man, nothing, nothing this weekend, nothing set in stone. All right, hey, it's good to have a little break every once in a while. All right, Zach, so, uh, every time I have somebody on here, I always ask them what got them into wrestling, so. Um, for me, it would have been, honestly, man, I didn't start watching wrestling until about 2004, uh, is when I really, like, started getting an interest in it, man, I know it probably sounds crazy but uh i've seen the here comes the pain video game and i saw Rey mysterio do the 619 on it and the shit blew my mind i was like people do this they were like oh yeah people do way more complicated shit than this and then uh it was just pretty much nose dove into it from there man <laughs> well compared to the stuff people do these days 619 really isn't that incredible anymore but back in the day it was hey this is this would probably been geez i would have been probably 12 or 13 at this point so yeah to uh to me it's still an impressive move but i mean by today's standards no it ain't shit i mean you see people doing canadian destroyers every five minutes now so it's like shit that's crazy now that that used to be that used to be a crazy move yeah that was a wild move man for sure yeah so so I first seen you as a tag team in Roscoe Eat Lisa with Mikey. Shout out to Mikey. Yep. Shout out to Mikey. He's cool. So but now you've kind of moved into a different role with Anify Underground, right? Yep. Uh I mean it's not it's not too much of a secret. I'm uh one one half of the co owners at this point. I'll name I won't name the other guy just because I don't know if he wants to be disclosed or uh, you know, um, but uh, I, I booked the shows and put the matches together, put the storylines together with with input from my other partner. He's not he doesn't just sit there and twiddle his thumbs. He helps me out quite a bit. And, uh, you know, that's just kind of kind of my role is to handle the creative process and handle uh, getting some of the talent there and, uh, you know, making making sure everything translates well and comes across good to the people that are watching it, man. Yeah. So, uh Good friend of AFI Underground, Big Lee. Shout out to Big Lee. Uh, him and him and I have had countless conversations about how we've been waiting for something like AFI Underground to come to this area for such a long time. Right. So, what kind of inspired you guys to start AFI Underground? Um. So, kind of like you have said, there's really, um, there's really not anything as far as uh, hardcore deathmatch style of wrestling like uh, around the area of like Southern Illinois. So like when Chaos Pro Wrestling would run and their run was from about 2002, they ran Brookport, Illinois up until they started um, 
they stopped running in Metropolis, Illinois in 2014. So, I mean, they almost had a 16 years of doing hardcore wrestling and stuff like that, man. And really those guys were kind of like pioneers to the area. Like whenever I was first started watching wrestling and stuff, man, like people were like, Oh, you got to see Ricochet. You got to see Chuck Taylor. You got to see all these guys that are down here and everything, man. And, uh, so pretty much like once the void of CPW happened, really, man, there wasn't there wasn't really a lot of alternatives left around here. I feel like as far as what people will present, I think everything's a lot of uh, the same kind of old school, uh, old school mentality, professional wrestling and everything, uh, man. And it's just, uh, honestly, man, I don't I don't really know if there was an inspiration other than me and the other guy just started talking and it just seemed like the logical thing to do would be go the hardcore route as opposed to trying to do what everyone else is doing, you know? Right. So, you know, that, that was my thing. And it's, you know, if we, Hey, we feature something different, we feature an alternative from everything else, you know, maybe this isn't what people like, but at least it's an alternative for people to like this stuff and are tired of the uh, genres of wrestling that come before. And I don't know if you've ever seen like, I, you know, I don't want to, I took a lot of shots at them when we were setting up. They didn't have good wrestling. It was ran out of the back of an automotive center. It just, it wasn't good, man. They spent a lot of time into like trying to get people over on the show that didn't need to get over. They didn't really know how to use their talent. There wasn't a lot of talented guys, but you know, and so I, to me, I felt like we needed to kind of erase that stigma of professional wrestling that was left behind in Anna, as well as bring something new and alternative to the area, I guess, if that makes sense. And, yeah. Uh, so basically, that was just kind of um, where we got the idea, man. And then once we started getting the ball rolling on it and everything, man, we just, you know, we were like, fuck, we're, we're balls deep on it now. So we got to do it. And then, uh, man, I, I really think we've, we've brought something different to the area, in my opinion. Yeah, I think that show on October 15th spoke for itself. Yeah, so you kind of cut out before. What was the promotion that used to run in Anna that you were talking about? Uh, it was called Illinois Championship Alliance Wrestling. It stood for, it was ICAW for short, but it was a bunch of guys that had, uh, and it spawned off the old Heartland Championship Wrestling that used to be run by a promoter named Will Dixon in Anna. Oh, okay. So once once HGW folded or they had some kind of falling out, they created that. And then just to be honest, it was just kind of the shits as well. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for the fact it was a place to work every two weeks. But I mean, as far as like bringing wrestling to the area to present to people, nah, it, it wasn't a good product, man. Right, right. I mean, it's like you said, too, I think it's good to have Anna Fight Underground in this area because, you know, it's something different. We're in the... We're in this Mid-South area where there's a lot of old school wrestling and not to say that's not good, but there's just too much of it. Yeah, you just can't have, you know what I'm saying? If everyone else is selling vanilla, we want to sell chocolate, man. Right. Right. And I think that's what you have to do in order to be successful, man. And I mean, you know, that's nothing against like, you know, the old school way of things, man. I mean, Stride, Stride runs an old school show and I think Stride puts out a great product. Oh, Absolutely. You know, I mean, it's just, uh, I, I guess just the idea of just having different genres and just different, you know, uh, alternatives, man. So it's not all the same thing all the time. Right, I got you. So we got Anna Fight Underground coming up on February 25th. That's going to be at the Quick Skating Rink in Anna, Illinois. Um, 
one of the matches, one of the matches for that card, it's going to be you and Mikey and the mystery partner taking on uh, lethal. I always want to call them lethal injection, but they're the skimmerhorns and uh, the mystery they partner. Them, they can call themselves whatever they want to. I mean, that's that's fine. I mean, but they uh, it doesn't change the fact that they're going to get their ass whipped on the 25th. You know. Right. I mean, first night out, they just attacked you out of nowhere to get on the card. I mean, you know, you got to do what you got to do, man. I get it. I mean, I get that, you know, when spots open up like that, you got to take them, man. I mean, you know, you got to do what you got to do. I don't blame them. I don't hate them for it. But, you know, I mean, to continually come after me and come after me and come after me, man, you know, I can only be, you know, as, as a man, I can only take so much, man. And just uh, I'll say this and I'll leave it at that. It doesn't matter who they pick as their partner. For the six man, the guy we've got's badass, and they ain't got a clue what's coming. There you have it. So we got a question from over on Instagram. Uh, loyal listener of the Four Sides podcast, Mr. Robert Young. Shout out to Robert Young. He wants to know, where do you see Anna Fight Underground going in the next two years? And do you think you'll ever hold a deathmatch tournament? Um, first of all, hi, Robert, and thank you for the question. Um. I would like to see, ideally, in the next uh, two years, Anna Fight Underground pick up some steam. You know, I, I feel like we're making the right moves, you know, not to jinx ourselves or anything. I mean, we've got some big things planned uh, coming up that we don't really want to give away just yet. But, uh, you know, I think it'll I think it'll definitely put some eyes on our product, man, and, you know, let people know that, you know, we're not, we're not really here in the Illinois scene to fuck around. You know, we're here to... Uh, to come in and get our shit done, you know, and make our impacts, man. And um, really, uh, what was the second part of that question? I'm sorry. Uh, he wanted to know if you guys ever planned to hold a deathmatch tournament. Um, it has been discussed. So uh, back to Chaos Pro Wrestling, who I brought up earlier. They used to host a um, uh, annual deathmatch tournament that they would do um, called Seven Deadly Sins each year, man. And that, that was just really 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 bloody so we've toyed with we've talked about the idea of potentially taking over that tournament and carrying on something as its spiritual predecessor and maybe doing that in metropolis illinois but with everything going on and everything you know as far as the covid restrictions and everything right now man i'm not we haven't 100 percent concreted something down like that yet but i mean the idea has definitely been brought out on the table we're we're all for something like that I'd be excited to see that. Yeah, I think it would be uh, I think it would be cool, man. And with the, you know, the roster we got, that's a violent bunch of guys, man. I mean, if you put them out there in a deathmatch tournament, I mean, I'm sure, you know, shit would hit the fan for sure. Yeah, I think, speaking of your roster, I think one of the cool things about the roster is you have some of the, uh, you have some of the vets, like you have Herzog, you have Bull Bronson, Madman Pondo. And then you have some, you have some of the newer guys like Anakin Murphy, uh, Savion Ayers, and so and so. So it's cool to see. Right. It's cool. It's cool to see those two generations kind of clash, so to say. A hundred percent, man. Because we appreciate the younger talent, man. We want to be able to take the younger talent in and show them, show them the ways, man. You know, and help them get better and help these guys, you know, man. And we have to get this next generation ready for there to be a next generation you know what i'm saying that because uh i mean if we just 
selfishly bogart information to ourselves and not pass this on to guys, man, then it doesn't do any good. So, I mean, these kids, you know, the guys that we got like Savion and B-Rad and Anakin Murphy and Jocks Kennedy and all these guys, man, they all bust their ass. These guys all deserve to be in the positions they're in. I mean, and, you know, like like you said, man, I mean, that's uh, to me, that's an exciting aspect, man. I like being able to put guys that have done it for 15 years against guys that have done it for two years and, you know, see how they hold up against. Yeah, I was at the last set of tapings you guys did. And after everybody's matches, like I seen, uh, for example, I think I seen Herzog giving Anakin Murphy advice. I seen you giving B-Rad advice. And, you know, that's just so cool to see, man. So, yeah, definitely cool to see the different generations clashing and the so to say older guys giving the younger guys advice so we got a question over on twitter from at team underscore klein and he wants you to talk about the match you had at st louis anarchy with Tommaso champa and this was be- this yeah. was before this was before i got into the whole indie scene i kind of got into the indie scene around 2016 so um I'm, I miss I missed a lot of the early St. Louis Anarchy stuff. There's a lot of good stuff buried in there, man, honestly. Um, so, uh, fun fact, that match, uh, if Jason listens to this, I don't know if he ever knew this. Uh, originally, it wasn't supposed to be me and Tommaso Ciampa. Um, I don't know if you're familiar. Do you know who JT Dunn is? Yeah, I've heard of him. Okay, so I was actually supposed to wrestle JT Dunn is who it was. And then um, something happened to where he couldn't, I'm not exactly sure what happened, but uh, Jackson had hit me up and asked me if I wanted to wrestle Tommaso. And I mean, of course I did. So um, at that time, uh, this would have been, I guess, 2015. So this was, this was kind of when Tommaso was kind of on his way out of the Indies then. So he had just left Ring of Honor, I think, at this point. And oh, was- okay. Yeah, so I think he was getting ready to get scooped up by, like, NXT and all that. I think this was uh-huh. the same year that they did the Dusty Classic tournament and all that, too, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think that's correct. Um, so I had uh, – he'd hit me up about the match and everything, and I told him, yeah, I wanted to do it and everything. And uh, uh, Jackson had already uh, – I'll just go out and say it. Jackson was really uh, – when I say Jackson, Pierre Abernathy, the guy that books – st louis anarchy matt jackson he um was really the kind of one of the first guys to really give me an opportunity like to be in there with a lot of these guys the other first one really being devin cutter of the hooligans because devin cutter was giving me they were running these beyond beyond wrestling sleeper cells in st louis at the stuff and um that gave me a lot of opportunities to wrestle guys like ach and stuff like that man and um then Jackson had given me the opportunity up at this point. I'd already wrestled Eric Cannon and I'd wrestled Johnny Gargano earlier in the year. And um, so the match with Tommaso, like what I remember about it really was him just being like super receptive to ideas and everything. He was cool. Um, We, I was having a really hard time getting over at Anarchy at the time as a baby face. Like I just, it just wasn't clicking for whatever reason, man. I don't know if it was, you know, I, I just don't know. I just wasn't getting over. And so uh, we had the match and everything, man. And he really just, Tommaso was really a class act and just went above his way to, like, really try to try to make me a star in those people's eyes, if that makes sense, man. 
and just put me kind of on the same level as him and just to, uh, you know, bring bring the best out of me and everything, man. And that's a match that uh, has always held a real and, like, near-dear place to my heart, man. It, uh, a hindsight, there's things watching I would have changed on my end. But, I mean, you know, I was, I was younger, man, and, you know, lessons learned from it and everything. But he liked the match. I enjoyed the match, man. And, uh, you know, it was cool, man. It was cool to say I did it. Hey, that's awesome, man. I actually didn't. Like I said, I didn't really get to follow the early Anarchy days, so whenever. Yeah, uh, like I said, man, there's a lot of hidden gems in there, man. If you go back and watch, they were really doing some stuff, like really neat stuff, man. Even if you trace it back to like their roots when they were LWA running back in O'Fallon and stuff like that, man. They were booking guys like Samoa Joe and Austin Aries and just doing cool shit, man, for a long time. Always have been. Yeah, I remember seeing the card for uh, it was Gary J versus Akira Tozawa, and I'm just yeah. like, I'm just yeah. like, holy shit, dude! <laughs> what? Yeah, man. So, Why did I miss all this? <laughs> crazy, man. Like the the first weekend I came in, I can't remember who all was on the show. Like Roderick Strong was on the debut weekend. I was there. Davy Richards, like a couple other real big name people. Then Mikey debuted, I think, in like a month or two later and Mikey wrestled Darren Corbin right out of the gate which was like one of their top guys and I don't remember who was on that show I think it was supposed to be Alex Shelley and uh, Chris Hero was there but I mean man they've always just like if, if you're a young guy or even if you're someone that's you know been somewhere or you know been doing this for a while man and I mean Anarchy is the place to be dude yeah hopefully one of these days or if it's not already hopefully Anify Underground will be the place to be Man, we can all we can do is hope, you know, and just try to push towards that. Yeah, well, I think if we keep going in the direction we're going, I think it will be. Well, and that's not, and, and that's not just to suck up to you. No, no, I appreciate that, man, and I, I wholeheartedly agree. I mean, you know, we got a hardworking crew, man. I mean, you know, everybody, man, from top to bottom, bust their fucking ass for us. And I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't be any more appreciative of the crew I got, bro. So speaking of Mikey, how did you two get together? As a team or as lovers? Ah, uh, I mean, uh, I mean, what's the difference? Uh, oh, good point. Uh, so actually, funny bit of information. Like Mikey, I think he he might hear this and he'll correct me if I'm wrong. I think he either started wrestling in 2003 or 2004. But anyways, he'd been in a couple years at this point, and I started training. And th- this is just kind of a subsequent backstory that I think's funny. But the um. Uh, Mikey was like, uh, this kid, we were breaking down the ring and some kid was doing something and Mikey was like poking fun at him and I started poking fun at him too. And Mikey's like, hell yeah, one day we're going to be a tag team. So like fast forward, like 10 years later, we actually did become a tag team, but, uh, fucking we actually, man, uh, Lee's BFF, Sam Crosby teamed us up and actually the, I, I think we had done maybe like a six man or like. Maybe we've tagged before, Mikey had and I, but we started the Roscoe Elisa thing under the Strictly Insane banner. And actually, the first match we ever had, it's on YouTube, is uh, it's being Mikey versus Jake Durden and Bull Bronson. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was a big-ass team to go up against our first. Yeah, I love, I love Durden. Yeah, he's the man. So where, where did the name Roscoe... I'm sure you've told this story on Big Lee's podcast, but for, oh, for the... No. So for the four sides listeners, where did the name Roscoe Eat Lisa come from? Basically, in a nutshell, in the condensed form, uh, 
I have a cousin that he started training with me around the same time named Dustin. And uh, Dustin would always just give us whack. Me, my, when I say us, I mean Mikey and myself would just always give us whack ass excuses as to why he couldn't like hit the road with us and go to shows for the weekend or be like, even just just be like, hey man, let's just stop by and drink a beer. He'd, be, he'd always have some kind of crazy ass excuse. He'd be like, oh man, I can't. Like, I got to go back home. I left the eggs out or I got to go back home. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Just stupid shit. And so he, um, we were just fucking around one day and going back and forth. And we we're like, man, do you think, like, me and Mikey were texting, like, do you think Dustin's going to come this weekend? We're like, nah, he ain't going to come, man. He's going to have some excuse. And Roscoe's his dog's name. And mother, uh, mother, <laughs> Lisa is his mother's name, who uh, unfortunately passed away a couple years ago, RIP. And so we just actually, after that, we kept the name as homage to her because she did like the name and thought it was funny and everything. So uh, we were joking around and said that Dustin's dog would eat his mom. So that would be the excuse he couldn't go. So Roscoe ate Lisa. That's why Dustin can't go. Hey, that's a cool story. <laughs> we've just had, we've had people, I can't tell you for every, I should be a millionaire for every fucking time someone's asked me who's Roscoe and who's Lisa. That was, <laughs> bro, all the time that, or we've had people ask, were you guys a punk band before or no? We're like, no, that's cool. We give off that vibe, but we weren't like, no, we just, uh, we're just <laughs> fucking goofy and came up with a cool name. And, that was that. That was actually going to be my next question. How many times have you heard that gag before? Uh, fuck, I've lost count, man, at this point. <laughs> That's crazy, dude, all the time, bro. And people think it's something cutting edge when they come to ask me every time. I'm like, God damn, man, you got me. I ain't heard of that one before. Right. <laughs> yeah, so Roscoe Elisa actually came to CCW a few times. That's how I kind of got to first know you guys. Right. But uh, shortly after that, Mikey kind of went singles, and um, you kind of walked away from wrestling for a little bit, which that's kind of our next question from, again, at team underscore Klein. He kind of wants you to talk about your departure from wrestling and how it led up to your return to the ring. Basically in the condensed form, and uh, the only answer I would give really of it is uh, – we, uh, Mikey and myself just really weren't seeing eye to eye on things at that point. And, um, uh, I'm, I'm not saying he's wrong cause he wasn't. And I mean, you know, um, I think that, uh, my head wasn't where it should have been at the time. And I wasn't focused on the things I should have been focused on. And, uh, basically just did, uh, it just didn't work, man. I mean, and, you know, I'm glad that above all else, I'm glad that, me and him were able to extend the olive branch and make men's, you know, and be friends. Cause to, to me, that was the hardest thing, man. I mean, as I've always considered Mikey a friend, you know, with or with or without wrestling, man, I mean, you know, and you know, it wasn't, it wasn't an easy choice on my end to walk away, man. It was a stupid choice. And I mean, you know, I can't, I can't change it. And I mean, what's done's done. And, um, as far as a return to the ring, man, um, I don't know, man, really just, I mean, the opportunity for this arose and I mean, it just felt right. Everything felt like it was timed out good. I mean, it was the things I wanted to do, man. I mean, I love tagging with Mikey. That's all I want to do. You know, I mean, I get to have, you know, guys that I enjoy watching on the show, man, and booking them and, you know, doing cool things like that, presenting first time matchups, you know, helping, 
younger talent and stuff like that, man. So to me, it just felt like there was more reasons to come back than to stay gone, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And I know sometimes, especially in this business, people get burnt out and, you know. Yeah, it, it happens, man. And I mean, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, I I left wrestling in a shitty way and I wish I wouldn't have left wrestling how I'd left wrestling, you know. But I mean, it it is what it is, man. And I mean, all we can do is, you know, just move forward. And I mean, that's it, man. Hey, I think it turned out for, I think it turned out for the better. I mean, Roscoe Elisa's back. We got NFI Underground, so. Damn, ain't even lost a beat, brother. I know. It's like, it's like, who knows if we'd have NFI Underground if you guys had stayed together this whole time. Who knows, man? And I mean, maybe, you know, maybe it was a blessing in disguise and we just needed the time to get back together and just kick more ass, man. Who knows? Um, yeah. at, at Team Underscore Klein also wants to know. What does it feel like to wake up in the morning knowing you're a complete sex god? Um, it's a lot of weight to drag out of bed, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I might, I might know, I might know that from personal experience. I was about to say you being the sex <laughs> god yourself, you know it all too well. And Jason, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know about me being a sex god, but I mean, we can just all agree that Big Lee is a sex god. Absolutely. Shout out to Big Lee. Big Lee looked like the hundredth shout out. We love you, Big Lee. Mm-hmm. So Anna Fight Underground is gonna be his belated birthday bash. Yeah, and uh, you know, we're we're throwing it out here. I mean, if anybody'd like to participate and you know, spanking Lee's birthday bosom, you're more than welcome. Hey, I might just take you up on that. Hey, that's fine, man, as long as he gets one more to grow on. Yeah. For real though, uh Anna Fight Underground. Uh, per Big Lee's request for his belated birthday, he wants the fans to bring the weapons. Fucking sadistic, man. So, I mean, if he wants it, man, you know, hey, he's the big daddy. We'll make it happen for him. Have you ever been to the Big Lee's room? Oh yeah. All right, you, all right. You know, you know just how sadistic he is, then. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, with his hate breed posters and shit. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another. I think this at team underscore Klein guy really likes you, Zach. Uh, he also wants to know. Now this is this is going to be a shoot, all right? Just okay. Put that out there. All would right. you re- would you rather fight a too tough Tony sized, too fresh Clayton Cosby, or a too fresh Clayton Cosby sized, too tough Tony? Uh, I would rather work too tough Tony a million times over and whatever fucking form he was in i, I, <laughs> love, I love too tough tony hell yeah i fucking love too tough tony so looking ahead at anify underground uh, we got a pretty stacked card zach we got yep. uh necro butcher coming in to do the meet and greet so that that's going to be really cool to see him uh legend to the deathmatch wrestling scene man i mean to you know the wrestling scene in general man i mean it doesn't uh, you know, we call Big Lee sadistic all we want, man. But I mean, he—I don't know if he's got shit on the necro butcher, man. That guy's uh, that guy was a fucking animal. Absolutely. Speaking of speaking of deathmatch legends, um, we got Graham Bale taking on Mickey Knuckles in a oh. Beat My Valentine deathmatch. It should be, uh, you know, it should be cute. It should be romantic, and it should be bloody, man. It should be, you know, everything we want, man. I think that's going to be the 
I mean, you know, there's a reason that Mickey's main event at the last two shows, man. I mean, she's, you know, she's the godmother of deathmatch wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. And not let's give some credit to Graham Bell too because well, that last. I mean, yeah, he's he's no slouch for himself either, man. I mean, yeah, he he took the fight to John Wayne, man. Mm-hmm. He sure did. Uh, we got John Wayne coming back uh, to take on Ty Motherfucking Blade, and uh, that's the exposed corner smash, correct? Yep, exposed corners, Texas bull rope match. All right, that's gonna, I mean, exposed Obviously. exposed corners and the Texas bull rope. That's gonna be crazy. And uh, I would imagine that'll be capital U ugly. That'll be a very ugly match. Uh, speaking of the rejects, we got the other half of the rejects. Reed Bentley coming in to take on the Viking Wizard Herzog. Yep, those two have, uh, you know, I, I've lost count at this point. You know how many times they've wrestled, you know, as the Viking War Party against the rejects, or you know, I mean, six man scrambles, you know, any any kind of tag incarnation, man, you could think of. But I don't know if I don't know if they've ever done it one on one, man. Well, they're going they're going to do it on February 25th. So, if you want to see that, come to NFI Underground in Illinois, quick skating rink. Uh, another match. I think this might be one of the matches I'm most excited for. Uh, Gary J taking on Anakin Murphy. Yep, uh, I think that's going to be a really good one, man. Uh, you know, personally, I booked that one because uh, Anakin had hit me up and uh you know i'd ask anakin uh you know who are some guys that you might want to test yourself against you know and the first name he said to me was gary J. and i mean man i've been in the ring with gary i mean he's i mean actually to be real with you i got knocked out in the match with gary on my feet and it's uh i know from firsthand experience that gary's no slouch and i mean it it might be a dream match to anakin but i think once the bell rings and he realizes he's in it's going to be a nightmare match with him i don't think it's going to be anything he's anticipating i think gary there's a reason that you know he's where he's at and he has the following that he has man i mean he's not called stiff robo ginger for nothing i mean that guy brings his shit and he really fucking brings it man yeah he sure does um, we got the Death Samurai taking on the big Majin Buu boy, Satu Jin. Yep, you know, both of those guys, they've been uh, cutting their teeth and, I mean, making a big name for themselves, man, and making huge waves all over Deathmatch Wrestling, man. I mean, doing ICW No Holds Barred and, you know, the Pit Fighters and everything like that, man. I mean, those guys, you know, they're, uh, they're the next generation of Deathmatch wrestlers, man. And, I mean, if we can present them before they blow up, man, you know, we're we're proud to bring them to you early. Absolutely. Speaking of next generation, we got a elimination scramble match. We got Zay Washington, Aaron Roberts. Uh, we got Ray Waddell. I hope I said that right. Yep. I'm always I'm always nervous about mispronouncing that name. You did? No, no, no. You did fine. Waddell. Okay, Ray okay. Yeah, Stonewall, and then uh, Nick King. So you would probably know more about Nick King than me. I know he's a Gary J guy, so that goes a long way with me. So, um, and you were at the last undisclosed too, so you saw fucking uh, not to throw out spoilers out there or anything, but I mean you saw Stonewall and Ray Waddell's match, and I mean man, they tore it the fuck up. I mean I saw their first match and they tore it the fuck I up. Mean, damn dude, we yeah. So you know we were happy to book the you know the first match and. You know, the rematch as well, man. And, I mean, Ray Ray Waddell's two 
he's two and zero over Stonewall right now. So I got to think coming into this match, you know, with it being a five way elimination scramble, you would you would have to think that uh, for Stonewall, I mean, that would be the number one thing on his mind is to get even with Ray Waddell, man, and uh, you know, even that up. And I mean, um, you know, let's not forget Zay and. Aaron either, man. I mean, Zay, you know, he was on the collective this year earlier for Paradigm. And, you know, I've uh, I've wrestled I wrestled Zay before a couple years ago back in Trenton, man. And I've kept an eye on him ever since. And I think he's he's come leaps and bounds, man. And I think he's got a lot of potential. Aaron, same thing, wrestled him before. And I think he's just got a ton of potential, man. I think I think there is no glass ceiling with those guys. And I think that they're going to come into this match with something to prove, dude. Absolutely. Um, we got Mr. Robert Leach. He'll be there to talk about his mystery client. So I don't know who he's who he's referenced time and time again. Who he, you know, he started off carrying, or uh, he started off representing Frank Edwards, and then I'm not sure what happened with their contract that fell through, and he uh, presented another client this last undisclosed taping, and. From what I've gathered, they're not working together anymore. But he's from 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 what I've heard, and you know, just circular, uh, you know, just talk around the locker room and shit like that. Is man, maybe he does have a mystery guy, but maybe he doesn't. I mean, I don't know. Like, you know, I I don't know if Rob's blowing out his ass or if he really has someone, man. I mean, I I know Rob a little bit. He's he can be a clever guy sometimes. I I won't take that away from him, man. He's a sleaze ball, but damn, he is. Uh, I mean, he knows what to do to, you know, pull the contracts in and, you know, make people work for him, man. So, yeah, absolutely. We'll just have to wait. To, we'll just have to wait and see for that one. Um, we got Joseph Schwartz taking on Tyler Thorne. And honestly, I don't know a thing about either of these guys. Uh, Schwartz, he, he's flophouse as fuck, man. Uh, Schwartz has been in the game for a long time, man. And Schwartz is uh, a great wrestler, man. Great guy. He comes from um, the Michigan area. Um, I don't know where he currently resides uh tyler thorne he's a second generation wrestler from tennessee uh, i've had the pleasure to watch him a couple times and man i think uh when these two get in the ring with each other i think uh some wild crazy shit may go down maybe not the wild crazy shit we're expecting but i definitely think the term wild would be appropriate for this match well i'm gonna have my eye on that match to hopefully learn a lot more about these two guys yeah i think you'll be thoroughly enjoyed once you watch them both man they're great guys we got dalton diamond and cash borden they're not advertised for matches but they're going to be there doing their thing so i mean that's the you know that's kind of been the elephant in the room i mean as far as and a fight underground really i mean i don't know what what else can be said at this point about the 10 15 man i mean you know dalton's still irate over the fact that he was unable to beat cash and he's completely and solely blamed it on his partner ty but i mean caleb you've seen the footage he dalton fucked dalton it didn't have anything to do with ty his ego got in the way of him beating him or letting ty beat him for that matter it, it wouldn't have mattered a win would have been a win but he just didn't see it that way i guess and so you know there's been a couple issues he confronted him at stride and, you know, the first undisclosed, Dalton had some kind of issue with cash. And, you know, that got pulled apart before anything could really happen. And, man, I mean, I don't know. I would assume what each of them have to address is probably about one another. And I'm just hoping that 
we can get through this show without a hitch, without something happening with the man. Because, I mean, obviously, there's, there's a lot of bad blood. And there's we're going to have to figure out a way to resolve this, man. But, I mean, it's just... It's getting to the point where it's just ridiculous as far as these guys getting in each other's shit and just the continual calling out. And, I mean, you know, Dalton's got shit he needs to worry about. I mean, he's pissed off a lot of people already. I'm sure Ty's not real happy with him after the conclusion of the 15th. I'm sure that fucking Nick Gage didn't really like what he had to say when he was running his mouth when he was on cut. Well, we know he didn't because he confronted him. You know, he's just... I think Dalton's barking... And I don't think Dalton's got the bite to back it up. I mean, unless, I don't know, man. I mean, unless he's really got an ace up his sleeve or something, it just seems like he's digging himself further and further into a hole, man. And I mean, yeah. for one that was going to, you know, take the company and put it on their shoulders and moving in this direction, man, well, things, things ain't really been off to a good start for him since the 15th. Right. I like Dalton. He's a talented dude, but I mean, I mean, just, it just didn't work out for him the way. Like, it just—I've just got to question some of his some of his motives, man. I mean, you know, uh, to me, you know, I mean, he had, like I said, he had cash beat, and it just wasn't enough for him, man. I mean, what does the guy want? You know, I mean, I get it. Right. He wants to be the champion of the company, and I mean, he wants to be, you know, the top guy and everything, man. But I mean, he's just, um, you know, I think he's. Uh, Maybe for loading himself with shit. Yeah, I mean, just to just kind of uh put it out there, you kind of ask what it's going to take to get these guys off each other's backs. Um, I mean, I mean it might t- it might take a one on one match. Who knows? It, it might be, man. I mean, but you know, that's where we have to, you know, evaluate ourselves, you know, and say, hey, I mean, you know, is this the right? business move for the company i mean do we want to put these guys out there you know how i mean we condone a hardcore show man but i mean you know how far is too far right you know, as far as the show and i mean i don't i don't know what these guys will do to each other man if we put them out there in a one-on-one situation with one another yeah so i mean i mean if i were in your shoes i'm not sure if i would feel comfortable sanctioning that match i don't i don't know if i do um we got the billy starks open challenge I mean, first and foremost, I'm sure that, yeah, okay, we booked Billy to throw out the open challenge because we're confident in Billy in the same way that we're confident in Mickey that it wouldn't matter who Billy came out there with. A, she's going to have a fucking badass match. And B, Billy ain't fucking scared of no one. What right. the fuck, man? That is one of the baddest bitches going in wrestling, man. She ain't scared of shit hallelujah so why not give her the platform to let her have the big balls and say hey whoever wants a fucking shot at me come out here and man i'm i mean you've seen that locker room man and you've seen who's in there i don't know who's gonna answer that we talk about being concerned about shit am i concerned for her safety maybe i think she can hold her own i just don't know who's gonna answer that man there's a lot of badass people back there so you're talking about the the locker room, how we have the great locker room and stuff. Mm-hmm. Who would you personally like to see answer the Billy Starks Open Challenge? Selfishly, as a booker, I would like to see... I think... I mean, it could be a possibility. You know what I mean, man? You never know what kind of moods people are in when they show up. Guys might want to work twice, man. 
You know what I'm saying? Might have a shitty drive down and want to kick someone's ass and then wrestle again later and kick someone's ass. Personally, if Mickey Knuckles answered the challenge, I wouldn't be upset about it. I think that Mickey and Billy, given the time uh, to do what they want to do, man, and fucking tear it the fuck up, would just have an incredible match. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm, I'm also, you know, I'm probably wrong. I imagine they've probably wrestled somewhere before, but you know, the more, you know, I, I would like to do it now while they're both, you know, at their best they've ever been, man. I mean, you know, just anytime I book it from here on out, it's just going to get better and better, man. And I mean, I would love to see that match personally happen in Anna Fight Underground someday. You know, Gary J and Billy Starks is another match I would like to see. Ooh, absolutely. Yeah, you know, there's just endless possibilities, man. I mean, and I think that's the, you know, we're talking about our roster. That's what I love, man. There's so much diversity and so much depth and so many guys that, oh, man, what if we put this guy with this guy? And, well, man, I never even thought about that, you know? And then it would just get some really unique and just enjoyable matches, man. About uh, Big Lee versus Billy Starks. Big Lee versus Mitch McConnell, I think, is where the match Oh, is. yeah, yeah. I think we I think we actually were going to advertise that match before. Uh... Yeah. Well, some, something had happened, like, with trying to get McConnell's fly and just, you know, some shit. It just, and I, I think he had something that day, maybe. But, you know, we're not we're not saying Mitch McConnell's bitch made. But we're just saying, you know, he ever pops his ass up in Anna and he don't, you know, got something to say to Big Lee after all the shit Big Lee's talked about him, then, uh, you know. It might be bitch made. Yeah. <laughs> I think he may have been a little busy packing his bags that day, if you know what I mean. It could be. Could be. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if this is going to be the main event or not, but uh, Bull Bronson taking on Madman Pondo in a barbed wire boards death match. So we, um, you saw how things went down on the 15th. That, you know, always, as always, man, card subject to change. Bull stepped in and um, stepped in in a big way, man. And I guess he, th- I guess him and New Jack had something lined out to where Bull, you know, I, I I don't know the deal that was made between the two. I don't know, but I do know that when it came time for it, New Jack double crossed Bull, and it was just, I mean, it was a classic wrestling double cross, man. And I mean, they stood tall and celebrated, and well, I mean, just what an embarrassing way for. Bull to make a return to professional wrestling, man. I mean, you know, he had a cinder block crushed over his nuts, got his head, a guitar broke over his head, man, and it wasn't enough. He came back out, interrupted another match, fucked two guys up, and not only called New Jack out, called Madman Pondo out for a rematch as well. Well, Pondo caught wind of it, I guess, and Pondo asked us if we could make it a barbed wire boards match instead up the ante, and we told him no problem. We would gladly do that for him. But, I mean, Bull's also no slouch or no stranger to those type of matches as well. So I don't know if that puts Pondo at an advantage or at a disadvantage uh, in the same way with Bull. I don't know if that's an advantage for him or a disadvantage, you know. But I think uh, I think that match is going to be crazy, man. Anything compared to what it was the 15th, I think they'll blow it out of the water. I mean, that's um, Pondo, you know, I mean, he's been around the deathmatch game for... 20 25 years man and i mean yeah you, you could know, almost call you could call him a legend 100 percent, man bona fide legend for sure regardless of what he would say man i mean he is he's through and through a legend and you know i mean bull i would imagine he's probably well, i mean 
you've seen the actions, man. I mean, that have happened translated since on the undisclosed and everything. Bull doesn't seem like he's in the best mood, man, necessarily since he got embarrassed like that. So I think he's going to be coming back, and I think he's going to be coming back in a big way to try to get that win back. I agree. I mean, if I were in Bull's shoes, I, I'd i be pissed too. I mean, New Jack double-crossed me. I was embarrassed, so... Can't blame the guy, man. I mean, the motive's there. The reason's there. Can he get it done? I don't know. Pond, I mean, Pondo's... I, I mean, he's a madman. No pun intended. I right. mean, you know, But, I mean, uh, you know, I'm, I'm anxious to see, man. I'm anxious to see what happens with that and what transpires. Yeah, it'll be... It'll definitely be a hard-hitting match. Pondo's got the motive, and... I mean, Pondo's Pondo, so that's going to be exciting to see for sure. Pondo's Pondo. That's the best way you could have put that right there. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter who he's in there with. He's always someone to watch, man. And the same with Bull. You know, we're just lucky enough to get to present that match on our stage, man. Um, Like I said, the show is going to be at Anna, Illinois' quick skating rink. Um, let me get the ticket link up here real quick. Um, For some reason... Whenever I post this link to Facebook, it doesn't like it, but whenever I post the Linktree link, it likes to hyperlink that. So Yeah, been... it likes the Linktree link a lot. I've also had my ass climbed about using <laughs> using the Linktree a bunch, so we yeah. got to use the Linktree. <laughs> yep, but if you want a direct link to the tickets, you can go to fightundergroundanna.square.site, and I think, I think the general admission is 15 or 20 bucks. I think general admission, if you order it online, is 13 and I want to say it's $15 a day of the event. Uh, we also have the Necro uh, Butcher Meet and Greet, which you have to purchase a general admission ticket, and then for $25, you can add on the Necro Butcher Meet and Greet with right. it as well. Right. You hear, you hear that, guys? You, you can't just come and meet Necro Butcher and then leave. You got to stay uh-uh. and support You got to watch the show. You got to meet the Necro Butcher. You got to have the full experience if you come. Absolutely. Just so, Zach, um, we covered the Anna Fight Show. Um, any final words you want to leave the listeners of Four Sides with here today? Um, just anybody that's listened in. I mean, I appreciate you listening and um, – you know, I appreciate you taking the time to check out our product. You know, we think we're bringing an alternative to Southern Illinois as far as professional wrestling. You know, I mean, a thank you to all my guys, you know, that work with me from top to bottom. You know, I appreciate all of you. You know, thank you for having me on the podcast, man. I mean, that's it. Just, you know, big bunch of thank yous all the way around, man. Absolutely, man. I'm glad you decided to come on here. I appreciate you having me, man. Absolutely. So where can people find you at on social media? Um... Really, the best place to contact me would be my Sam Crosby burner account, Anna Fufu. Uh, and then, as far as any other plugs to really follow on social media, I would just send people towards the Anna Fight Underground on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. Y'all like that shit up and, you know, stay tuned. Um, I'm going to tell everybody in the things you know if you're planning on uh attending the 25th i highly recommend that you watch undisclosed one part one and part two in its entirety uh there's a lot of uh subtleties as far as the show and everything in there and uh as far as to keep up with the angles and everything going on so um that would be the last bit of information i'd leave people with man yeah and guys i know it's 2021 but just because it's a new year 
Doesn't mean we're not still in a pandemic, so... Wear your fucking mask. Wear a mask, please. I'll say it. Wear a fucking mask. Thank you. Thank you. So, Zach, um, we'll see you on February 25th. Like I said, thanks for coming on here. Um, You can... You can find Four Sides on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Four Sides IV. You can listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your select podcast platform. Zach, it's good to sit here and talk with you, man. Hope you're doing good. Likewise, man. It was cool to sit on here and shoot the shit with you, man. Hopefully, uh, you know, didn't just ramble on for however long we've been on here, man. And hopefully it's been pretty enjoyable. I've enjoyed talking to you, man. Hey, man. Sometimes the rambling makes for a good podcast. Hey, man. Might be. Might be. All right, guys, we're going to see you for the next episode. Until then, stay cool and peace. Adios.